Hello, and welcome to the Jim Baker Family Show. Coming to you from the village of Morningside, USA, snuggled in the beautiful Ozark Mountains. Today's special guest is president and CEO of End Times Ministries and the editor of End Times Magazine, the host of the End Times TV show, Reverend Dave Robbins. Our co-host today is Marcelo Woodall, Mondo de la Vega, and I'm Ricky Baker. And now, live from Grace Street at Morningside, USA, here are your hosts, Pastors Jim and Lori Baker. Thank you, Ricky Baker, and welcome, everyone. We have one of the great last days preachers. I mean, he is amazing. Reverend Dave Robbins is in the house. He's the son-in-law of the late Dr. Irvin Baxter, who was my favorite. (laughs) Now you're my favorite. Oh, (laughs) he was amazing, and and his. I, I don't know how you did it. How did you take over this amazing ministry? And I don't think you really missed a beat. No. Really? Seriously? It's welcome. My, no. Welcome. Thank, thank you for being here in the house. Thank you for having me back. Sky. And thank you for carrying on the great legacy Absolutely. of yeah. your father-in-law, yeah. Dr. Irm Baxter. Yeah, I think God knew uh, that my father-in-law was, his time had come. He had used him. He used my father-in-law, I used him up, really. And uh, it came time for, my father-in-law maybe kind of knew something was coming, so he started preparing us years in advance. And so when, he was training he took, you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was on the radio and television with him for years, and I was the editor of the magazine years before he passed. Wow. And so when he passed, uh, our media buyers told us, you know, you guys, a ministry, when the main guy passes, a lot of times they'll drop 50 to 60%. It never happened to us. Amen. No. It, we just kept going straight, Praise and God's God. blessing us. And we've hit many milestones over the last several months, hitting records on our internet views and things yeah. like that. That's so awesome. the ministry's going like this instead of going south. And yeah. so it's a God thing. That's yeah. all I can Amen. say. Yeah. I think you have such an important voice yeah. in, in the end time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you feel that call mm-hmm. on you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, and we'll talk about here in a little bit, but I, I really saw that when we were in Israel over the last couple months, mm-hmm. that when that happened, mm-hmm. I had radio and television programs calling me from all over the world mm-hmm. to get us to do interviews with them because they wanted to know. They recognized, hey, we're re- they recognized us as a voice, these end-time voice, and mm-hmm. even secular program, news programs wanted to know, well, what's this have to do with the end time? Mm-hmm. And they were looking to end-time ministries for that information. So I'm very thankful for that. Your, your magazine, you kept going with your dad's? Your father-in-law's yeah, magazine, yeah. Uh, yeah. In Time Magazine. In, in Time Magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Great magazine. It yeah. Is. We've been publishing the magazine since 1991. Wow. And, and so you yeah. host the In Time show on TV on our network. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And you're on, I think, Saturdays here. Sundays. Right? Sundays, Sundays at 11 a.m. and 10 p.m. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so twice, yeah. A, twice Tri- Sunday. That's right. 11 a.m. and also 10 p.m. PM, and of yes. course, that's Eastern Standard Time. Yep. On our PTL television yeah. network, mm-hmm. be sure to watch them. That, that you are on the edge of what's happening. In fact, you were in Israel when the war broke out. Yes, we were. You didn't yeah. cause that war, did you? No, we didn't. <laughs> you no, know, I'm joking. Yeah, no, I don't mean no. that. that, that but on October uh, 7th, funny, but yeah. the massacre, <laughs> the invasion, yeah, yeah. what do you call it? Well, How many so people, it was did you have a bunch invasion. of people with you? Yeah, so we had a we had a whole bus full of people with us, 
Um, and we had, I think we had 40-some people with us. And uh, it, it, it started out like any other tour, okay? Yeah. So we began our first day of touring on October 6th. Yes. Which, and uh, we went to the Mount of Olives, and we did everything. You know, the, the Garden of Gethsemane walked down through the Kidron Valley, ended up out in Bethlehem, ate lunch, went to the Shepherd's Store, and then the Shepherd's Fields. It was a great day of touring. So we got everybody back to the hotel, fed them, put them to bed, just anticipating a wonderful tour. Yes. That was our first day. Yes. The second morning was October 7. We oh. go down into the Jordan Valley. We're up on Mount Masada. Wow. And we hear these louds, boom, 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 real loud, like, like a fireworks that you would hear at the 4th of July, really super loud. So we had never heard that before. And I looked at my wife, we looked at our guide, and he looked at us, and we were like, what was that? Well, we didn't really know. I, I thought maybe the military was just testing some weapons or something on the other side of that big hill back towards Jerusalem. Well, come to find out, it was Israel's um, missile defense system, their iron Dome missile defense system, that was deployed to intercept rockets that were coming our way out towards Masada. Because mm -hmm. all they do, they just fire them off. They don't know where they're going to go. So anyway... We heard that. Well, our guide got immediately got a call and said, get that group down off of, off of Masada, back wow. to the hotel immediately because we're being attacked. Rock, they're shooting rocket at, they were shooting thousands of rockets at uh, Tel Aviv and Jerusalem all over the place. They were just firing rockets everywhere. So we immediately went down, went straight back to the hotel. On the way back, our guide told us, see, we, at that point, it was probably 11 o'clock in the morning. Yes. We didn't realize that Hamas had invaded. They invaded at 6.30 in the morning. We didn't realize all that had happened. Wow. So we go down touring. We're up on Masada, and on the way back to the hotel, our guide, who was an ex-Navy um, SEAL for the IDF, he's on the phone call with his guys, his military people, and saying, what in the world's going on? Well, he looked back at me and my wife, and he said, you guys, this is bad. He said, Hamas has broken through the barriers out of Gaza They've came in, they've murdered tons of people, and he said, it's been horrific. We didn't know the extent of it at that point. Mm -hmm. But when I got back to the hotel, I was all over my computer. Mm -hmm. And by the time we got back to the hotel, which is about an hour drive from Masada back to the Dan in, uh, on Mount Scopus in Jerusalem, our guide told us, he said, they've already called up 300,000 reservists. Ooh. He said, my three sons have been called up and are headed to Gaza right now. Wow. This, was, this was by probably noon of that day. Well... We got back to the hotel. I got on the computer and found out that um, it was still early. That was, this was still October 7. But I was finding out that um, the Hamas had attacked from the south. They had bulldozers go through the and break that open. They had ha Actually, what they had, they had drones that went up and took out some of the, the uh, cameras that would normally watch that. Well, they came through, thousands of uh, Hamas terrorists came through, oh my. about 3,000. They knew that there was going to be a, that big party that was an outdoor party that was happening where they were dancing, things like that. They knew right where to hit. They had done their homework, and they, they invaded, and they, they uh, killed about 1,200 people. Mass, it was a massacre, mass murder. I, I, I won't even go into how horrific it was, but it was, it was demonic, really, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I, I don't know if somebody with a finite mind like we have can go there right. without having some kind of a horrific spirit on them. Yeah. And uh, they invaded. They killed about 1,200 people, including many Israeli soldiers that were sleeping in their beds. They sh Rather than up protecting the border, they were kind of just like, well, you know, it's okay. And they, they got in and got some of them as well. Also, 
they invaded from by rubber boats out in the Mediterranean Sea. They came through in, in these uh, like um, little small gyrocopters, I think they're called, these little airplanes. They were coming through with motorcycles and jeeps. I mean, they just came pouring through, and they took uh, 200 and I think 240 hostages. And so it, it was horrific. And, and it was, was your people scared? Yeah, so <laughs> when, when uh, the, we didn't tell them exactly what happened on the first day. We, we just told them that something's happened. Well, they heard the bombs go off up on Masada. Mm-hmm. So they said, something bad has happened. We're, for your protection, we're going to take you back to the hotel. Because I didn't really know what was going on. So I didn't know what to tell them. So rather than have them go crazy, mm-hmm. our bus full of people, I, we just told them that something's happened and that, you know, for our, your protection, we're going to go back to the hotel. So that's all they knew at this point. But they were all on their phones trying to figure out what was going on. Well, the next morning, that's when we had to, I knew more, our guide knew more, and that's when we took our group and said, hey, here's what's happened. And it was on October 8th, the next morning, is when, is, when Israel declared a state of war. Mm-hmm. Well, when they declared a state of war, well, when we were up on Masada first, you know, normally when you go to Masada and you're coming back, you go to Engedi, uh, which was, you know, where David was for a while, and then you go to Qumran, which is where they found the Dead Sea Scrolls. Then you go by, to, you go by um, the Dead Sea, so everybody can get off in the Dead Sea and experience that. Well, we missed all that because they shut all that down that morning. They said, it, it's all shut down, you can't go. So immediately started shutting things down. They shut the Temple Mount down, everything. So the next morning when we got back, Israel declared a state of war because it was the largest terrorist attack in the history of Israel. It happened when we were up on Mount Masada, or just before that, and then it's the most Jews that were killed in one day since the Holocaust, Mm -hmm. October 7th. So horrific situation, and, well, that was our second day of touring, so we had to be there for another week. People from where? Were they from Texas, or they all all over the the United States? And we had some people from Australia meet us there. So oh. that yeah, so, they were so, so they were they, wondering what was going on. Did they kind of lose it? Some did of your so nobody lost it. Or did, yeah. No, nobody lost it. So myself and my wife, we were praying, God yeah. help us. You know yeah. what? Yeah. What do we do here? Because I don't know what to do. Right. We've never been there at that point. Mm. And but I'm myself and my wife. We're not really one to kind of get rattled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I know yeah. that the Bible says all things work together for good right. to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So right. I know that, and I'm, and I don't fear death. Right. Okay. A lot of people yeah. would just go nuts. Yeah. But because I've been born again, the Bible says God hath overcome the fear of death that yeah. had captivated people. So their even whole though life. bombs were dropping all over Israel, I didn't, you didn't have fear. No, I, my main thing was keep us safe and keep our people safe. Right. Okay. So we never really got rattled. I set them down. The best thing you can do during that type of situation is communication. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we set them all down, and I said, okay, here's the scoop. Here's what happened. And Edo was there. They, 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 they invaded uh, the southern border, and they fired rockets in. Right now we're safe. But, you know, about the, it was the next day when we had our first rocket attack at the hotel, and we, they had the sirens go off. We all had to get to the bomb shelter yeah. and, and, or down in the stairs. Right. Um, but still, they never really got rattled because we was communicating with them, yeah. and uh, I, I told them, well, immediately people started to say, well, I've got a business. I've got to get home. Mm. So a lot of people, all the, a lot of the tour groups were just rushing to the airport. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew that was going to be the wrong decision because I said there's going to be, there, there are not going to be hardly any flights to get. Everybody's trying to get out. 
So we had some people that went out to the airport that said, well, I've got a business, I got to leave, my family's wanting me to go home, maybe a handful of people. And when they got to the airport, there were tour groups that were splitting their tour group up and saying, okay, you, there's two on this flight, there's six on this flight, let's just disperse everybody. And people were just trying to get out of Israel. Some of them were going to Cyprus, Frankfurt, Germany, to Dubai. Oh. Then they had to get an air, a, a flight home from there. It's so it was just chaos. chaos, right? It was chaos. chaos. And, but only a handful of our group did that. Uh, some of them got tickets for $5,000 a piece. Mm. That was just to get them out of the country, mm. not oh, to get wow. them to America. Mm. And they purchased them. They called us and said, hey, we're headed home. Three people. Mm. The rest of some of them came back and said, we couldn't get a flight. Uh, my wife found a couple uh, first-class flights on a plane out for uh, $15,000 a piece. Oh, my. Mm. We had somebody try to charter a plane for us. They contacted us from they were the guys working with the Pentagon. They said, we can get your tour group out, but it's going to be um, $11,000 a piece on a chartered plane. Oh, so for our tour group, we would have been close to half a million dollars wow. just for that chartered oh, plane just to get us out of Israel. So me and my wife were praying, and I said, you know what? I think it's best that we just keep the group together, keep us safe, mm -hmm. And we've got tickets next Sunday, which was on the 15th. This was the 8th at this point, seven days. Ooh. So we've got tickets on the 15th to get out of here. Let's just keep everybody so safe. So your tour group stayed? We stayed the whole, for the whole Another week, week yep. of wow. war. We stayed, wow. yeah. And our guide told us a lot of people were going nuts. We, my wife met somebody in the airport or in the elevator at our hotel, and she said, well, how are you guys doing? How's your tour group sticking together? And she said, well... She said, we're doing the best we can to get flights out of here. And she said, well, what's your guide suggesting that you do? She said, well, our guide left us. And so they were stuck in the hotel with no guide. Oh, wow. And wow. so our guide told us, we'd been with him for years and years. Okay. He said, I'll tell you, I will never leave you guys. My mm. sons are in Gaza, mm. but I will stay with you guys till you get on the plane. Wow. And I told my Amen. wife, I said, we'll, we'll never have anybody else but him. Amen. Because yeah. I, the, imagine being <laughs> under that situation yeah. and your guide leaving yeah. you. That's horrific. And that wow. is. So anyway. So what was that yeah. seven days like? Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. The, could you hear again, bombs going off in, a, in the, Well, Israel? so we lived through three rocket attacks where the sirens went off. One of them, our guide got us into, so the Temple Mount was shut down. Most everything was closed. But he got us into the tomb. So we went to the tomb. And when we went to the tomb, that's where I share the gospel with the whole group and make sure they know what happened at Calvary and how to apply that to your life today. And they put us in the, when you go see Golgotha, you go to the tomb, then they put you to a place where you can speak to the group. Well, they put us down in one of the bottom shelters. I didn't realize it was their bomb shelter. Wow. So we got down there. I'm sharing the gospel, and the sirens go off. And the people come running from the front and said, just stay in here. This is our bomb shelter. Wow. Well, I just kept teaching. And because, I mean, I could have curled up in a ball or just kept rolling with it. So I just kept teaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. And... Um, so that was the second rocket attack that we had lived through. And then the third one was when we were at the airport ready to head home. We had got our tickets. We went to the gate, and the sirens went off. We heard the rockets take off, and they went right by the glass, right at the airport, and uh, took intercepted some uh, rockets that had come at mm -hmm. Ben-Gurion Airport. Mm -hmm. And uh, two of our tour group had got uh, placed on another flight and their flight was delayed because they had to sweep the shrapnel off the runway. Oh, wow. And, I mean, wow. it was that close. Yeah. So that was the third one that we lived through. But all during the, the week, hmm. 
our guide was doing the best he could to get sites for us to go see. Uh, the tomb. So you were touring during the <laughs> wow. war. I was. We toured as ah. much as places that we could. Wow. Because um, some people save all their life to go to Israel I one time. I, you know, I really think I'd like to have been with you on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've had a lot of people tell me that. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'd, if, so my, me and my wife have a, maybe a little different mindset than most because some people are scared out of their mind. Sure. But I know that God's with us at yeah. all times. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And so I don't, we didn't go into a fear mode. No. We simply did not. Oh, my I've land. got a lot of people that would go with us in May if we went again, if, wow. it, if we were able. Because mm -hmm. some people mm -hmm. are like, hey, I know God's with us. And we're ready to go. And so um, it's just a different mindset in people. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Through the end times, do you want to be connected and aligned with people that are going to be that's scared right. out of their mind? No. Or somebody that's trusting God all that's the way through. Right. And God was with I, us every step of the way. If I was on that tour, I would have been thrilled if I went to heaven from Israel. I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. that would true. be quite a... No, no, no. Yeah. no, no. That'd it be quite an exciting story. moment, no, wouldn't not, you think? I, I, it would be. I remember when we went to Israel, we went with Rabbi many years ago in 2014. So I'm the one, you know, helping lead our little team. And I'm like, now whatever you guys do, you know, make sure you drink lots of water yeah. when you're flying because it's a long, long flight and all that. Get up, walk around, everything. We don't want any swollen legs. By the time we get, you know, Tel Aviv, mm -hmm. by the time we land, hit the hotel, I'm the one that has the swollen legs at my swollen feet. I'm yeah. the one, here I'm trying to lead them all. They're all passed out from the long trip, yeah. the, except Ricky. Ricky was sitting there in the hotel room waiting because he needed to, he needed food. So I'm like, Ricky, <laughs> I need true. to make sure you check on me and make sure yeah, I'm not yeah. dying or something. What's going on? My feet are all swollen and everything. Yeah. But, but long story short, but that, but that trip you know it it, it, just, it is life changing you were just saying a lot of people save their whole entire lives yeah. to go to israel right. one time yeah. and you kept yeah. that experience going for oh, yeah. them so in the midst of it do, all. do your people do you get to talk to any of the people that went with you oh yeah did did they talk about it as a positive experience absolutely being there in the war yeah, yeah. absolutely a, a positive experience now not what now i hated to leave israel because of my guide and his family and yeah. Our um, the CEO of our touring company of Sarel Tours, his daughter's fiance had been killed while we were there. Now it was very oh. real. Uh, there were a couple people that work. We're with Sarel Tours and Samuel Smodge and them. Uh, some of their employees had went down there and been taken hostage. Mm. So they are. It was very real what was going on. I'm not. I don't mean to make light of it no, because it's yeah. a horrific situation. Um, God had His hands upon us. But Israel is going through it right now. Yeah. Yes. They fired thousands. And th at one point, yeah. they fired 2,400 rockets at Israel at one point, And the Iron Dome missile defense system intercepted all but four. Wow. So you wow. can imagine. Thank God for that Iron yeah. Dome thank missile the defense Lord. system. Mm. Yes. And so um, it's just I've talked to people after that. They recognized that the number one thing on my mind was preparing people for the second coming of Jesus yes. Christ. And are you eternally ready That's to go? Right. And so, Amen. yeah, I don't think America's ready. Yeah, I don't R think well, the no, world I, is ready. Do you? No, not most of them. No. Is Islam mentioned in Bible prophecy? I, let's get into that a little bit. It, so, is Israel or Islam? So, Israel, we know is. Yeah. yeah. I, Islam is, in fact, definitely mentioned in Bible prophecy. And this is one of the things I want to mainly talk to you guys about today, because most of the people don't have a clue. When I look at what's going on in the Middle East with um, the ring of fire that has been established around Iran or with around Israel. 
you have to understand there is a motive. This is just not accidental. Oh, maybe this just happened by happenstance that they're always bombing uh, from Gaza and they're shooting rockets in from Hezbollah in the north and things like that. This didn't happen by accident. This happened by grand design. So I'll tell you where Islam's mentioned the Bible prophecy, and then I'll tell you what's going on with uh, Hamas and Hezbollah and all that, because it's very prophetic. Uh, in Revelation chapter 6, verse 1 through 8, it's the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Now, I've seen Ooh. movies and books and all kinds of things that those will be four physical horses with these scary horsemen that's riding across the land, destroying cities and killing people. Okay, that's not what the Bible tells us. Revelations, again, for your audience, Revelation 6, verse 1 through 8, mm -hmm. the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The, um, John said, I saw a white horse, a red horse, a black horse, and a pale horse. Mm -hmm. And in Revelation 6, 1 through 8, it gives the characteristics or clues as to who those horses are. But it, just like any other topic in the Bible, if you're going to understand that topic, I don't care if it's salvation, the oneness of God, uh, holiness, whatever, or prophecy, You've got to tie every verse yeah. that pertains to that topic in, or you're going to miss it. Because just when you think you got it figured out, then there's a passage over here, and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. man, I thought I had it figured out. <laughs> you can't do it. You've got, you got to tie every single one in to see what the writer of the Bible was trying to say, and that's God Almighty. It's God's Word. So if you, if you look at Revelation 6, 1 through 8, and try to figure out from there, you're going to be stuck. If you go to Zechariah chapter 6, verse 1 through 8, Zechariah gives more clues as to who those horsemen are. Zechariah saw the same image, but the horses were pulling chariots. He saw a white, red, black, and a gray and a, a uh, grizzled and bay horse. Same thing. So he asked the Lord, he said, Who are these? What are these horses? And the uh, ain't, uh, the Lord says, These are the spirits that go forth from heavens into all the earth. So the horsemen, the horses and the horsemen in Revelation 6, 1 through 8 are symbolic of spirits that could, would control the ideologies of mankind in the end time. It's very important that you get that because if you don't, then you're going to, when you're trying to figure out Revelation, especially Islam and Bible prophecy, you'll never get it. You'll think they're physical horsemen that are riding through. So now that we know they're spirits, yes. go to, back to Revelation 6, 1 through 8. And the colors are very important, the colors of these spirits, because they're going to tell you who the ideologies that these things are controlling. Mm. So if you look at the white spirit, and for the sake of time, I'm not going to go into super great detail in all of them, but if you look at the, let's go to the red spirit first. Okay. There is a red spirit, a red ideology in the world today that's controlling a, uh, a, a huge portion of our, the population of the earth, and that's communism. You think of red Russia, red China, the red scare. Look at yeah. all their flags. Look at everything. Uh, there, it, it's red. The red's under the bed. Socialism, communism. Um, so that's the, that's the red spirit. I've got books that talk about um, the red versus the black. Red is socialism, communism. The black is capitalism. So when you look at the spirits, there's a white, red, black, and, and pale so the, the red is socialism, communism. That's the spirit that will control those thought processes of those people. Mm -hmm. Then there's also uh, the black, which is, the, is capitalism. The Bible says that that spirit, or that horseman, had a set of balances in his hand. And he said, hurt not the oil and the wine. Balances represent commerce. 
And so socialism, communism, and capitalism have always been diametrically opposed together, against each other. And so when you look at these spirits controlling the ideologies of mankind in the end time, and all the clues fit, the red horseman would be the spirit of capital or communism. Mm-hmm. The black horseman would be the spirit of capitalism. Mm-hmm. The white spirit in the earth would be Catholicism. Mm. If you, the Pope's always dressed in white. The, the Pope um, is, um, has a, a Pope mobile, a bulletproof Pope mobile that he rides around in because of the assassinated, assassination attempt of one of the previous popes, it's white. The plane from Alitalia that they supply to the pope is white. I mean, everything is just white. And I, could, there's, I can go into the Zacchettos and everything, but there is a, a, a very important significance of the color white in um, Catholicism. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a book uh, written by a guy named, guy named uh, Blanchard years ago. He was talking about the three main spirits that would control maybe a possibly a world government in the earth today, and they vie for power all the time. And it, the, the name of the book was um, Communism, Democracy, and Catholicism. Mm. And it's the, those three spirits that John prophesied about in Revelation chapter 6, verse 1 through 8. So what about the fourth spirit, the pale horse? That's the one I want to focus on today because the pale horse you got to do a little detective work. But if you go back to the original Greek, the word pale there was actually chloros, which is green. green. Yeah. Remember your old biology class? Yes, right. Chlorophyll, chloros. Chloro. So <laughs> the, 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 uh, the accurate translation should have been a green horse, mm. not a pale horse. Or some translations would say pale green. Mm-hmm. If you go to a Tyndale Bible, he actually translated it a green horse. Mm-hmm. So anyway... Uh, the four spirits are a white, white spirit, a red spirit, a black spirit, and a green spirit. Mm. Well, the Bible, if you go through the clues in Revelation 6, 8, mm-hmm. it talks about that death and hell follows after them. They like to kill with the sword, and they'll control about a fourth part of the, spirit, uh, of the, of the, fourth part of the earth. Well, there are about 1.9 billion Islamic adherents on the planet. Well, what's the green spirit in the earth today? It's not climate, the climate scare. It's Islamism. Look at, a, look at a, an Islamic parade. Yeah. It's green flags everywhere. everywhere. Look up on the Temple Mount. You guys have been there. Yeah. Sure. You've seen the big um, fountain and all the door frames. Everything that's wood is painted what color? Green. green. Wow. Because they want to let you know this is Islamically controlled. So green is the spirit of Islam in the world. Wow. Well, now get this. The, the timing of these seals, because these are the seals, the first yeah. four seals in the book of Revelation part of the skeletal structure. So the white spirit was un, was opened. The white seal, the first seal, was opened about 300, 325 A.D. with the establishment of the Catholic Church. The red seal was opened in about 1850 when Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto was published. Then over the last several hundred years, you've had the black spirit. More recently, the black spirit, the capitalist spirit in the earth. The last spirit to arise just the fifth seal is the great tribulation. Mm-hmm. You understand the seals. Mm-hmm. So the last spirit to arise in the earth is yeah. the spirit of Islam. Wow. We are just, now tell me we're not in the end time, you guys. Wow. Ooh, we're we way are. up into the end time. <laughs> Wait so a minute. The is, Islamic spirit right now is rising in the earth. Yeah. Is Israel, I mean, uh, is Islam going to rule the world? Okay, so that's the next question. That's one of the main questions that comes up. Um, the answer to that is no. And I'll tell you scripturally how I know that. There are two main portions of Scripture that 
define the end time world government in the end time. Go back to, Jan- and I'll go through these very quickly because I know the time's getting away from us here. But the, 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 if you go back to Daniel chapter 2, Nebuchadnezzar was given a vision of a head of gold, arms and breasts of silver, belly and thighs of brass, legs of iron, and the feet of iron mingled with clay. Each one of those uh, different portions of the statue represent empires that would rule the entire world during their known era. The, the Babylonian empire with Nebuchadnezzar, that was a head of gold. The arms and breasts of silver was the, the uh, Medes and the Persians. You remember the, um, um, Belshazzar's impious feast where the handwriting on the wall, meaning, yeah. meaning, tickle your parson? The night he had that impious feast, that's the night the Medes and the Persians invaded and his kingdom was taken from him. And so the Medes and the Persians, then the Grecians, the belly and thighs of brass, that was Alexander the Great. Uh, Daniel chapter 8 actually prophesies about him. The rough goat with the one horn, and then the, the legs of iron, which is the Roman Empire, which ruled the world during Jesus' time. That's why there were Roman soldiers at Jesus' crucifixion, and he was taken before a Roman judge, Pontius Pilate. So they, they ruled from about 300, AD, uh, 300 B.C. to about 200 A.D. I'm sorry, 200, AD, 200 B.C. to 300 A.D. So they ruled during the time of Jesus Christ. The feet of iron mingled with clay mm-hmm. is the Holy Roman Empire. That was established in 800 A.D. when Pope Leo III crowned Charlemagne the first emperor of the Holy Roman Empire. So that is the, just to cut it short here, the ten toes on the Holy Roman Empire, which would be a European-centered world-governing body, the ten toes is the same thing as the ten horns in Daniel 7 on the ten-horned beast, the four beasts that Daniel saw. So the first snapshot that we see is the feet of iron mingled with clay, which is the the Holy Roman Empire, a European-based empire that was always ruled by the most powerful politician in Europe, and the most powerful religious figure, which was always from Rome, which was the Pope, okay? So that's a snapshot of the end-time world government. It's going, the Bible says that entity will rule the world all the way to the second coming of Jesus Christ. It was defeated in 1806 when Napoleon defeated King Francis II, but the dream of a united Europe never died. It was reborn, and I'm cutting out all kinds of history here, you guys, but it was reborn in November of 2009 when the Europeans signed the Lisbon Treaty which gave them a, their constitution. It gave them a, their first foreign minister, uh, which was, I think, Catherine Ashton, and their first president, which was Van Rumpy. That was reborn. The Holy Roman Empire has now been reborn. It's a European-centered empire. Also, the second one is, and, this, and I'm getting to, um, you asked me, will Islam rule the world? Right. i got to tell you about all this to answer it. So the, the second snapshot in the Bible we have is Daniel saw seven or four beasts in Daniel 7. Saw a lion with eagle's wings, a bear, four-headed leopard, and a ten-horned beast. The ten horns represent the, whole, the uh, European Union. In Revelation 13, those four beasts, or which symbolize nations, federalize into a one-world governing body. They are, it Bible says it had the body of the leopard, the feet of the bear, the mouth of the lion, and the ten horns of the ten-horned kingdom. So the, the Russia, uh, the body of the leopard, that's Germany, the feet of the bears, Russia, the mouth of the lions, Great Britain, the ten horns of the ten horn kingdom is the European Union. It is all of them are European nations. Russia, west of the Ural Mountains, is considered European Russia. And so 
both snapshots that we have of the end-time world-governing empire will be a European-centered world-governing body. It is not going to be Islamic. Hmm. Wow. And so it's very important. There seems like this huge swell of Islam, even in the United States right now. Yeah. But the fact of the matter yeah. is, Islam will not rule the world in the end time. It will be a European-centered. The powers of the United States are going to swing over to Europe before it's all over with. And in the weakness of the United States right now under the Biden administration, you can see us falling off of that pedestal as the world leader. Powers are going to yeah. swing to Europe, and it's going to be a European-centered world-governing body, not an Islamic Ooh. world government. Will Iran realize her dream of eradicating Israel from the Middle East? Okay. So here's another one. Here we go. You ready? Wow. Yes. Um, awesome. The you have to understand, and this is one of the things I really want you guys, your your audience, to understand, mm -hmm. because a lot of people aren't even talking about what is the driver behind what Hamas in Gaza, mm -hmm. Hezbollah in Lebanon, the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, the Houthis down in Yemen. Mm -hmm. What's the driving force behind all of them? Are they all acting on their own, just to eradicate Israel from the Middle East? No. Why are they so, they hate them to the point they want to, they would like to do to all of Israel what they did on October 7th. Nice. They hate them that much. They're so anti-Semitic. And when you talk about some of these protests that are happening in, uh, even in America, you guys, yes. they yes. are anti-Semitic. They are, they would love to destroy Israel. And many of them are now supporting what Hamas is doing, Hamas did. It's, it's 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 horrific. Uh, it's it's horrific. demonic. Yeah, it's demonic. Yes. And so, um, what's really going on? The question was, will Iran uh, realize her dream of eradicating Israel? <clears throat> what's going on? A lot of people don't talk about this, but Iran with the Ayatollahs, they have a a spiritual ideology of Mahdiism. The Mahdi. They believe that. There is this messianic figure called the Mahdi or the 12th Imam in a long line of Imams that have came from uh, Muhammad. This would be the 12th one. That he is coming, and when he comes, like we would consider Jesus Christ the Messiah, he's coming. Well, they say the Mahdi. Some of them actually may uh, even believe that Jesus Christ would be the Mahdi figure, but he's not going to be, believe me. Um, that when he comes, he will establish he will bring justice and peace to the world, and he will eradicate the world of all people who do not believe, infidels who do not believe in the Islamic faith. So he's not going to be a very peaceful type individual, right? Well, so they believe, especially the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, that's not the same as their regular army. They're a special group of um, fighters that they have been indoctrinated that they are supposed to prepare the way for this coming Mahdi figure. He's supposedly in hiding. They call it occultation, but he's in hiding somewhere. Some people believe Ahmadinejad believed he was in hiding in some well in, in Iran somewhere. He actually spent millions of dollars and built a highway out to this little town that had this well. So when the Mahdi came up, decided to appear out of this well, he could go straight to Tehran. Spent millions of dollars on it. He actually spoke at the United Nations, Ahmadinejad did, did about Mahdiism, and that he was put on the earth to prepare the way for the Mahdi and for this mm. world government that he will establish. Well, guess what? what? This Mahdi belief system, which drives the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, is that they should prepare the way for the coming of the Mahdi and that they can speed that up because remember when the Mahdi comes, 
he's going to destroy any, all infidels when he gets here. Wow. Well, they can speed up the coming of the Mahdi mm -hmm. if they eradicate Israel mm. from the Middle East and the United States because they, they're trying to establish their own version of Sharia law globally around the world, preparing the way for the coming of the Mahdi. Well, they believe the United States, who is trying to create its own, they say, its own world governing body, that it is one of the main evils, and their main evil, they believe, is Israel, because they believe Israel is the West's footprint, a stronghold in the Middle East. So they, to preparing for the way of the Mahdi, they've got to eradicate Israel from the Middle East. Wow. And they call Israel little Satan, right, right. and we need to get rid of the United States, big Satan. Right. So, so here's what's going on in the Middle East. You have, um, and by the way, Hamas trained with the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps in September, wow. 500 of them, and then attacked on October 7th. So you understand the mindset of what's going on here. Yes. The glue that holds all of these terrorist proxies, Iranian terrorist proxies together, is anti-Semitism. We've got to eradicate Israel from the Middle East. So now, you don't have to wonder when you read the news and they, you see Hezbollah has all these missiles pointed at Israel and Gaza, the Hamas in the south, and then Palestinian Islamic Jihad, some of them are in the belly of Israel in the West Bank, the Houthis down in Yemen. Why are they all doing this all the time? It's in the news every day. Why? Why did they do on October 7th? Right. Because I just heard a video before I come on the air today of a guy saying that October 7th was one of the, one of the first steps because it's a, it's a war of attrition. They want to bleed Israel slowly until they're completely eradicated. They'll just leave or they'll kill them all and they can move in and take over and then they want to they implement their version of Sharia law globally. So the, answer, the question was, will Iran realize their dream of eradicating Israel? No, they won't. God's got his hands upon Israel. Yeah. Israel's going to be here all the way to the end. Right. The Battle of Armageddon is going to be fought over the world governing armies come against Israel to battle. God's got his hands upon them. The Bible says they'll be there all the way through. Zechariah 14.2 says, I will gather all nations to Israel at battle. But at that time, God said, I will fight as I did in the day of battle. Yeah. God's going to fight on behalf of Israel and annihilate them armies. The entire seven vials of the wrath of God, the, the, the last six, are against the armies that come against Israel to battle at the Battle of Armageddon. So Israel's going to be here all the way through, and the Bible says in Revelation or in Romans 11, 25, and 26 that when the fullness of the Gentiles be come in, all of Israel will be saved. So all of Israel that's made it through all of this mess all the way to the end, the Bible says that when the Lord comes back, plants his feet upon the Mount of Olives, this is in Zechariah, that Israel will come out to meet the Messiah. They know the Messiah is coming. They know the prophecies of Zechariah. They will come out to meet him, and they will say, where would you get those scars in your hands? Where would you get that scar on your side? And Jesus is going to say, these are those with which I got in the house of my friends. And about they, a, th a couple thousand years of scales will fall off of their eyes, and they're going to say, you are Jesus. Mm, wow. And he's going to say, yes, I am. And the Bible says in, in uh, Romans, 20, uh, Romans 11 that, when the fullness of the Gentiles become in, all of Israel will be saved at that point. Oh. So Iran will not realize her dream of eradicating Israel because guess what? God's got his hands upon Israel. Yes, he does. Absolutely. All the way through. Yes, he does. <laughs> Israel is the apple of God's Amen. Eyes. That's absolutely yeah. right. We have, a, there is too. we have a role in here from Netanyahu on the news. So he is slamming the human rights groups who have been silent 
over the raping of Israeli women. Let's oh. run that, please. I heard, and you've also heard about sexual abuse and some vicious rapes. But I must say that until just a few days ago, I haven't heard anything from human rights organizations. I didn't hear women's organizations. I didn't hear anything from women organizations in the UN. I did not hear their outcry. So I say to them, where are you? Did you remain silent because these are Jewish women? I would like to say this in a language that everybody understands. You've heard of the rape of Israeli women, horrible atrocities, sexual mutilation. Where the hell are you? I expect all civilized leaders, governments, nations to speak up against this atrocity. Absolutely. You haven't thought about what Listen. he just said? Sure. This is horrific yeah. what we're hearing. Yeah, it's absolutely, it, yeah, it is horrific. And the fact of the matter is, Remember the spirit that I talked about earlier with the Islamic spirit. It is a, now I'm not saying every Muslim on the earth is necessarily a bad person. That's not exactly what I'm saying because I have friends that are. But the fact of the matter is, is that this Islamic spirit, this extremist Islamic spirit mm -hmm. is exactly what Netanyahu and Israel is experiencing. It's that green spirit. The Bible says that one of their favorite ways of killing would be with a sword. Yeah. Well, look at what's happening. The Bible yeah. prophesied that 2,000 years ago, and look at what's happening right now. Literally. And, exactly. exactly. I mean, it's so barbaric. I mean, it is yeah. barbaric. It's, it's really uh, uh, animalistic. It is. Uh, it's not a, a finite human mind no. can't go there, what they've done to some of the women yeah. and different no, things. And so um, Netanyahu is, is saying, of what in the world's going on? What's the international community yeah. coming against us? But if you guys understand, it's all prophetic because in the end, the international community will be against Israel. The Battle of Armageddon right. is about the world governing armies yeah. coming down to force Israel into compliance with the edicts of the Antichrist and his world governing system. The international community right now is ran by socialists. Antonio Guterres is a socialist. But the, you guys can see how anti-Semitic the United Nations is right now. Absolutely. And, and, and Antonio Guterres, the current secretary general, actually just said that what happened on October 7th, he said, oh, it didn't just happen in a vacuum. It didn't happen because he said they've been experiencing the Hamas and the Gazans have had to put up with 56 years of the occupation of Israel. And so it didn't just happen for no reason. And of course, Israel, the, the diplomats from Israel, they went crazy and said, you need to resign right now and you're anti-Semitic. Well, most of the United Nations is anti-Semitic. That's what uh, Netanyahu is experiencing. And it's absolutely prophetic. This, the, the world the most of the world, not the United States, I can prove that scripturally, but most of the world will be anti-Semitic and against Israel all the way to the end. But like I said, with God in the picture, yeah. not, all is not lost, folks. That's right. God's Amen. got his hand upon Israel, yes, and I'm thanking God for that. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Yes, and we keep Amen. Our, Amen. You're going to be back tomorrow, and but I wish I had more time today because I have about 25 more questions to ask you <laughs> on this subject. There's so much. Yeah. But... I want the people to order the books, Understanding the End Time Book yes. by Dave Robbins and Dr. 
uh, Irvin Baxter. Okay, this is pretty exciting. And then you get yeah. Revelation, Volume 1, mm -hmm. Revelation, Volume 2. Yes. That's a bundle yes. for $67.49. All yes. three yes. of these amazing books, that's a discount of 10%. Mm -hmm. And uh, just use, the, I think, the PTO yes. code. Yes, all they're gonna, that's right. You can go to our website. That's jimbakershow.com. And you're going to find the end time affiliate link where you'll be able to see. And I want to encourage you, too, is this bundle. This is a three-book bundle. You're going to receive Dave Robbins' brand new book. This is the Understanding the End Time book, plus two additional books, Volume 1 of the Revelation and Revelation Volume 2. And those are two books that were written by Dr. Irvin Baxter mm -hmm. just right before he went to be with the Lord. Yes. And so that entire bundle is available as a package on the website. You can also call our toll-free number. That's 1-888-988-1588. And I do just want to mention, when you go on the website, Dr. Dave Robbins, you have made to our partners here available the 14 DVD set. Yes. And so it's 14 DVDs of your teachings on understanding the end time. So a lot of the teaching that you've had to quickly mm -hmm. go through here on the show today, that's available through a 14 DVD set. Remember to use your promo code PTL and you'll receive 10% off your order. That toll-free number is 1-888-988-1588 or visit our website, jimbakershow.com. Okay, so, Dave, will you yes. please explain? This is exciting. To me, this is an yes. exciting book. Mm -hmm. you're, you, it's your book and also your father-in-law, yes. Dr. Irvin Baxter. Will you tell us about it? Right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm actually, it's brand new, so I'm actually kind of shocked they're, they've got it on yes. sale for you guys. Oh, so. my goodness. You guys must be some special people. Yay, I don't know what's going on. I hope so. But I'm like, this is brand new, and they're already putting it on sale. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, okay. But no, the the book, uh, the well, let me go to the Revelation commentary, the couple books really quick. My father-in-law okay. uh, wrote, went through the book of Revelation to help people understand that. So I've got pastor friends, people all over the world that say, I don't even touch the book of Revelation, maybe from after Revelation chapter 4 on. Yeah. Uh, we don't even touch it because I don't understand right. the beast and all that symbolism and everything. Yeah. But it's really pretty actually easy, easy to understand once you get into it. So uh, my father-in-law wrote two books. He finished his second one, Irvin just Irvin Baxter, just prior to passing away. Mm. And it walks you through all of that. Those are two, volume one and two. And then the book, uh, he passed Election Day, November 3rd, 2020. Yeah. Wow. And he and I were supposed to redo our Understand the End Time that we went on television with back in 2009. We were supposed to supposed to completely update that, make it brand new, uh, because we had people screaming at us. This is, you know, you're talking about Ahmadinejad and people. So, uh, we were supposed to start that project November or January of 2021, and he passed November of 2020. Mm -hmm. So we got with our team uh, at home at end time, and I said we need to go ahead with this project. We've got to because we it's it's our new stuff, and we got to. We got to, um, it's, our, it's our core products of end time ministries, mm -hmm. the core teaching, mm -hmm. the 14 main prophecies of the Bible. So I went ahead and wrote the book, and we produced these DVDs that they were talking about. I brought uh, Mondo and Pastor Jim one. The, uh, the, there's 14 hours of DVDs in this. Wow. There's 14 chapters to the book. There are 14 lessons in these DVDs, and it's myself teaching, but I brought my father-in-law on as a cameo appearance because God revealed these prophecies to my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter. Yeah. And so we went back in our archives, 
and found where God showed him these prophecies, and he told them the miracle of that. And so I'm te I teach the lesson updated with updated proofs and things, and then when we get to the point where God showed him this, we bring a cameo appearance of my father-in-law, and he teaches it, oh, so and then cool. I get back into the lesson. Oh, I love so it's, it. it's he and I teaching the lessons. That's these DVDs. Oh. And, but the book itself has got 14 chapters. It is the uh, United States and other modern nations in the Bible, uh, New World Order, Israel government. The, um, the, uh, it's the Islam and Bible prophecy, World War III, the uh, history of Israel, the future of Israel, God's prophetic destiny, uh, um, the Holy Roman Empire revived, the Antichrist and the false prophet, the uh, mark of the beast. Uh, it goes to wow. uh, two chapters on world religion, the seven trumpets, the second coming, and the um, the kingdom of God. That's all 14. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's okay, all Dave Rollins, he's up here. Okay, there are no notes. He's not looking no, at any notes, uh -uh. guys. It, no, yeah, okay, uh, just, just that in itself is incredible. Yeah, yeah. You're so that's, that's okay. the 14 DVDs. Okay. There's a one every lesson there, an hour. So wow. I'm talking 90 to nothing right now, trying that's to get incredible. all this in. You're doing These slow great. way down, and uh, it's an hour per lesson. There's graphics, there's videos. You hear the people speak, and... Wow. Um, it's really advantageous if you're wanting to learn it, teach a Bible study, yeah, anything. Yeah, I was wondering, so, yeah. Bible study, Wednesday yeah. night service? Yeah, or absolutely, you know, anything Sunday like that. School, We've got whatever. pastors that are showing these at, rather than preaching on Wednesday night services. Yeah, they're wow. showing these DVDs. Exactly, that's a great Because idea. they want their church to know what's going on yes. in the world right Man. now. Exactly. And the United Nations being a socialistic, communistic organization and central bank digital currencies, I talk about all that in these DVDs uh, because that's something that we do not want is the central bank digital currency, and you know that's uh, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother that we thing. Can go into. But it's um, in the, it's I yeah, want yeah. everybody just to go to our website yes. and yes. order the books, yeah. order the the tapes, oh. and you're going to enjoy studying and knowing what's happening. Wow. Mm -hmm. I wanted to I wanted to roll this news from last night because uh, I want you to comment on it before we leave today. Uh, this is Lindsey Graham, so let's go to the, the news. Yesterday, Republicans, senators were reportedly shot down when trying to address the border during a classified briefing, prompting some of them to storm out. And South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham, well, apparently might have dropped an F-bomb on a general. What did I hear in this briefing? That America's being overrun, that we've lost control of our border. 33,000 people have come in the last three days. The FBI director told us, He's been there all of his life. He's never seen threats at this level since October the 7th, the attack on Israel. The amount of uh, radical Islamic groups who want to attack America is at all-time high. I feel like I'm in episode of 24, and the bomb is ticking, and we're not going to get there in time. So, President Biden, if you're watching this show, if you're awake, you better come up with a solution to a broken border before a bunch of people get killed. This is a national security disaster in the making. And yes, I did drop the F-bomb. I'm not going to do it tonight, but I've had it with trying to help other countries without first helping in your own country. Yeah. Well, Senator, I think most of America agrees with you, and, and I certainly do. It is certainly a clear and present danger. I mean, uh, why would we ever taking people at our southern border, unvetted, from Iran, Afghanistan, 
the number one state sponsor of terror, the home of the Taliban, the home of the Muslim <laughs> Brotherhood in Egypt. Uh, we're taking in people from Russia, our number two geopolitical foe, China, our number one geopolitical foe. What the hell are they yeah. thinking? Yeah. You know, this, I, I would tell you this, Senator, and I pray to God that I'm wrong. I get to come on this program one day and, and say I was wrong. But I would tell you I am 100% certain terror cells have come in, Ill illegal right. Joe Biden uh, immigrants one day will commit acts of terror on our soil. Am I wrong? Well, I, I've been saying this for a year on your show. You see that it's, it's being hit by a slow-moving uh, truck in Kansas. No. You can see it coming. Don't blame the Border Patrol. These are patriots. They're doing the best they can. They can. Joe Biden has abandoned the Border Patrol. He's got policies in place that incentivize people to come to our country. Why they're coming? Because Joe Biden's administration wants them to come. And now it's caught up with them. The American people, 76%, said, get control over your border. And here's what I want the audience to know tonight. If we don't do it soon, we're going to get hit soon. Don't believe me. That's what the FBI said. That's what everything I see and hear yeah, says. Joe Biden, you better fix this years. quick. You're going to have American blood on your hands, my friend. You better secure our border. No money for anybody until you do that. Wow. What do you think? Wow. Powerful. Yeah. No, what he said. So there, there's two things at play yeah. here. There is what's happening in with Islam and the... I talked to you about them wanting to eradicate Israel and the United States from the face of the earth because Iran is preparing the way for the Mahdi. Yeah. So could Iranian attacks here happen here in the United States? Iran would love for that to happen. Iran's the number one state sponsor of terrorism on the planet. They're funding Hamas. They're funding Hezbollah. Many of these terrorist organizations, they would love to eradicate Israel and the United States so they could implement their version of Sharia law globally. So... They see, so imagine the situation now where we don't protect our borders. They would love to get these terrorist factions in the United States, which I think many of them are already here. Yes. And at some point when they're called up, I think they want to eradicate Israel first, then they would come after the United States. But we are showing such a position of weakness under the Biden administration that it is emboldening our enemies, you guys. Sure. And the fact of the matter is, is that, you have to look at the Iranian situation, the Mahdiism, and the mindset behind the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps, the IRGC, and what they're trying to do with Israel will come to our doorstep if we don't protect our borders. Okay, Israel was, the only way they, that Hamas did what they did is to come through the border. Well, imagine if Israel would have had no border. Imagine what would be happening in Israel right now. Well, that's, what, that's the way we are on our southern border. So you can imagine that and also the world government, the rise of a world government in the earth today with the global compact on migration, they're establishing a world governing body and they want to be able to control the migration of people around the earth. So they're saying to the United Nations, Joe Biden is a globalist. He's doing what he's told by the world governing body because he's a globalist himself. He believes in a world government. And they're, they're telling him, don't open the border. Don't protect your border. We want open borders. That's what they That's did right. in Europe. They have open borders. Now they want to do that on the United States, but what's happening is drugs are pouring across. Yeah. There is sex trafficking, hu yeah. sex trafficking, human trafficking, Horrible. and these Islamic factions are able to walk across our border. Wow. You guys, it, with Israel, they had to break through the fence and come through. With yeah. ours, they're able to just come through unabated. And d uh, you got to remember Mahdiism, though. Iran would love to eradicate the United States okay. as well. So we are facing exactly what Lindsey Graham said. 
Absolutely. Thousands are coming across our border every day. Yes. People, we have sat back and let it happen. You better vote this year and vote your faith in God. And uh, our show's over for today, but if you want, haven't ordered all your Christmas things, this is, we're running out of time. One eight 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 nine eight eight one five eight eight. This is our Christmas yeah. variety bucket. It's beautiful. It's it's something that will save lives. Yes. Your family, I think they'll appreciate it now. But mm-hmm. if we have an EMP bomb or anything hit America, they're going to be thrilled to have food mm-hmm. to eat. Sure. If you read the Bible, God always prepared people for what's coming. And I believe we've got serious times coming to America. Mm-hmm. I urge you, our, we have the generator. our generator there on site, mm-hmm. and it's it's the best price we've ever had. Yes, that's and flying you, you energy. get the generator, you get the lights, you mm-hmm. get the crank, that's you right. get the solar, the, panel. the solar, the new fold-out solar, solar panel that all comes with this special uh, you know, solar panel and solar generator. So you just go to uh, just go fuelless to, generator. Yeah, you, they're wonderful. I mean, we we have them everywhere. But just go to Lion Energy. Go to JimBakerShow.com. Go to Lion Energy affiliate page, or you can call Lion Energy one three eight five seven two three one three six five. Call now. Get yourself prepared. This is. To me, this is a, prepa- a preparing show all the way around, sure. preparing our hearts, preparing our yes. minds, preparing our spirits, preparing mm-hmm. physically all the way around yeah. in the day and age that we are living in, mm-hmm. the end time. Right. It's so important to be prepared, and you can shop all over our website and see all the things we have put together yes. for the end times. Yes. And I just plead with you to seek God and listen to what He says. And be prepared, because we're living in the end times. I have to go. Remember, we're going to be having our special guest with us uh, tomorrow, Reverend Dave Robbins, one of the great experts in the last days, will be with us again. Remember that God loves you. He really does. Bye-bye for today. Bye-bye. We love you. Thank you, Dave. Amazing.